Welcome to AFC Weekly Sermon Podcast, where faith works by love. We're glad you joined us, and we believe God has a word for you. So let's join this week's message. Good morning. He gave me a big old thumbs up. He was like, you're good to go. And as soon as I start speaking, I'm just kidding. Give it up for our sound people, because without you guys, it'd be a whole lot quieter in the room. So thank you. Good morning. How is everyone? Good, good. So in United Youth, I do, we do vibe checks. So uh, I just say, you know, vibe check, and everybody gives me a thumb, either thumbs up or middle or down. So how, how are you? So vibe check. Look at y'all. Y'all catch on quick. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, I'm so honored to be here with you guys. I'm Pastor Dallas. Shout out to our United Youth peeps. We love our youth here at Agape Faith Church, and uh, I'm honored to be able to share with you guys what I believe God has put on my heart. Um, as you can see, we got a big old rock, yeah. big old boulder, big old stone. I tried to tell Pastor Michael, you know, just stay in it, and then, like, at the right time, you can come out like Lazarus, but he wasn't really about it, so <laughs> hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, that you are here with us. Holy Spirit, in these next few moments, we give you permission to have your way. Father God, we do not take this lightly. Lord, I know that you're touching hearts, you're changing lives today. So in these next few moments, Lord, Holy Spirit, speak through me. Holy Spirit, help us hear exactly what you have in store for us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, 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 amen. So you guys are in the right place today. Amen. Have you ever been in the right place at the right time? Yeah, yeah. Some of you are just like, yeah, today I walked into the lobby, got a cake, and everything was great. <laughs> Have you ever been in the wrong place at the wrong time? Yeah, some of y'all are just like, yeah, that's how I got locked up the first time. <laughs> no judgment, no judgment, no judgment. Let me ask you one more. Have you ever been in the right place but had the wrong mindset? Yeah. So uh, my wife, Mary Elizabeth, and I, we got married eight years ago. Yeah, y'all can give it up for her. I would ask her to stand up, but she's like eight months pregnant, and so... My third time. I know, I know how this works. So um, eight years ago, we, uh, we got married, and we decided to go to New York, New York City for our honeymoon, uh, which we were super excited about. We, you know, we enjoy the big city. We enjoy Broadway, and, you know, it was just, you know, that, that type of vibe for us. And um, so I remember going to the airport, getting ready uh, to get up on the plane, and uh, so you guys know how airports work. They're like, tickets and ID, tickets and ID, so, you know, I got my ticket, got my ID, and uh, I get up to the lady, and I show her my ticket, give her my ID, and we good to go, and Mary Elizabeth goes up, and she takes her ticket and her ID, she looks at it, looks at this one, she looks at this one, she looks back at this one, she looks at it one more time, and she's like, ma'am, there are two different names on these, because if you didn't know, Mary's maiden name is Mary Baker. Her new name is Mary Banks. 
So there are two letters that were different on the ticket and the ID. And uh, I love Mary Elizabeth, but she was so excited about becoming a Banks that she went ahead and uh, booked her ticket in her new name. How many of you guys know that's a problem? (laughs) So I was like, dang, baby. I'll see you in about a week because, you know, I done made it through. And so, how many of you know if I did that, y'all wouldn't be, uh, Bass Dallas wouldn't be here with y'all. And Mary Elizabeth wouldn't either because she'd be in jail. Cause. But so, we explained the whole situation. We're just like, hey, this is what happened. This is a mix-up, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, okay, look, this is what you're going to do. You're going to take this right here. I need you to walk through this gate. Keep your head down. Don't look at anybody. Make a right over there, and then you'll be good. So we pretty much finessed the system. So if anybody ever needs to get out of the state, like, let us know because we got you. (laughs) But to be honest, that was a stressful way to start our honeymoon. And uh, so we get to to New York. We land. And uh, Mary Elizabeth, I love her. You know, you know what they say, happy, happy wife, happy whatever. So we decided, um, we decided to get the full New York experience, right? So she, rather than, you know, just getting a taxi and getting to our hotel, she's like, let's drive the subway. And I'm just like, sure, let's, let's do it. So sure enough, we're on this subway, and not to mention, we still have all of our luggage. Like, I'm carrying, like, four bags, and people are getting way too close to me. I'm just like, back up. <laughs> Anyways, Lord. So um, we're, as we're riding the subway, we miss our stop because I don't know nothing about subway maps. Like, it don't make sense to me. We miss our stop. So we are walking back the opposite way that our subway just took us with all of our luggage while we're looking at our map, trying to figure out how in the world do I get to the hotel. And so it's just, it is a, needless to say, it was a a stressful day for the first day of our honeymoon. But as we're walking, looking at our map, tension is in between us. We stop and we look up and we realize we're smack dab in the middle of Times Square. And when I tell you this was the coolest thing I'd ever seen, just to be right there. It was so cool. And that really turned our honeymoon around. And, um, but, but the point I want to make is so many times we can be in the right place, but so focused on the wrong thing that we miss what's going on around us, or we miss what God is trying to do, do around us. So I'm here to tell you, you're, you're right where you need to be today. Amen. Amen. So today we're starting a new series called Find My Place. Find My Place. And we talk about purpose a lot, and I feel like we we talk about purpose, and sometimes Christians have a hard time finding their place. Because if I'm being honest, a lot of times what I see is Christians, they'll accept Jesus, they'll get into the kingdom of God, and it's great. Praise God. But then the first thing they want to do is, cool, now I need to work on me. I need to let God work on me. You know, I know I, know I, I should be doing more, but I can't really help others until God helps me. The problem with that is that our walk with Christ becomes selfish. We become the sole focus on our walk with Christ, and that should never be the case. Can I give you guys a scripture? Mm-hmm. 
good, because I was going to anyway. <laughs> Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. It says, for you have been called to live in freedom. Say freedom. My brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. Say love. Love. So pretty much what we're saying, what Paul is saying in this moment is, if you're saved, you should be serving. If you're saved, you should be serving. It's as simple as that. That's what Paul said. And I feel like I feel like, again, we have this such, such a mentality where we're following our dreams and, you know, we have these passions and desires and all of these things. And that's great. But one of the things that I'm learning about God is rather than following your passion, take it with you. Follow God and take your passion with you. There are gifts and things that God has placed on the inside of you that he wants to tap into. But rather than trying to follow your passion, forget that. Follow God and take your passion with you. Amen? Amen. So, again, we're talking about finding my place. So we all know we're saved. We should be serving. Right? We on the same page there? Yeah? Some of y'all just like, I don't know, Pastor Dell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the Bible says. So if you don't agree with it, take it up with the big man. All right. So, so here's, what, here's what I want you guys to hear today. I want, can I go ahead and give you the big point of the message like, I know a lot of times we like to build our way up and then get you with that right hook and yay. But can I go ahead and give it to you in case some of y'all, like, get sleepy and miss the rest of the service? <laughs> Here it is. If you're trying to find your place, if you're, asking self, if you're asking yourself, where is my place? Here it is. It's in the nursery. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> the air in the room was just like... <clears throat> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. (laughs) Or, yeah, I'm really not, so. (laughs) No, for real, though. If you're really really trying to find your place, what we've got to understand is it's right here. Okay, Pastor Dallas said, agape faith. No, it's right here. Here at my job, here with my coworkers, here in this relationship, here in this marriage, what we've got to understand is that we don't purpose, we decide where purpose is found. So we can go around and say, well, you know, there's not anything for me to do right here. There's no purpose for me right here. Or we can decide, you know what, as long as I'm here, as long as I'm walking with God, there is purpose to be found in this place right here. So if you're trying to discover your purpose or find your place or whatever the case may be, I want you to understand that it's right here. Say here. Here. When I understand that whatever, wherever I go, as long as I'm with God, purpose is in this place. So I've got a few points that I want to give you. The first point that I want to give you, if you're taking notes, is purpose is determined before discovered. Purpose is determined before discovered. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open up to Genesis chapter 28. We're going to park in Genesis today. Genesis chapter 28, starting in verse 10. And if you don't have your Bibles, go ahead and pull out your mobile devices and open up that Bible app. And if for some reason you don't have the Bible app downloaded, ain't no judgment. Have no fear. The Sky Bible is here. (laughs) Genesis chapter 28, verse 10. 
Now Jacob went out from, I didn't ask y'all, ready? I heard some pages flipping. <laughs> now Jacob went out from Beersheba and, and went towards Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of those stones of that place and he put his head on it. And he laid down in that place to sleep. I don't know if you're counting, but that's the third time we've avoided the name of this place, right? He said, a certain place, the stone of that place, and he laid his head down in that place. Can I tell you why he, uh, why he didn't name this place? Because this place does have a name. We'll see it later. But can I tell you why he didn't uh, name this place? Spoiler alert, the place doesn't matter. The place does not matter. And so we see the sun starting to go down. It's starting to get dark physically, but I believe it's starting to get dark on Jacob spiritually as well. Because you see in this moment, Jacob's brother is trying to kill him. His dad needs him to leave, and his mother is just trying to protect him. And so he's in this place that's getting dark. He's got all of these issues, all of these problems, and all he has is a stone. Verse 12. Then he had a dream. And behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached the heavens. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, God of Abraham, your father, and God, I, God of Isaac. The, the land which you lie on, I will give you and all of your descendants. I think this is important to note because sometimes we can get so caught up in God being the God of Abraham or God, the God of Isaac. But God is saying to Jacob, I'm your God too. What does that mean? Yes, I was the God of your grandfather. Yes, I was the God of your father, but I'm your God too. Yes, they had promises and blessings that I poured out over them, but I've got something for you too. I know they saw the Azuzu Street revival, but I got something for you too. I know there's been moves of God over here for them, but baby, I got something for you too. He's my God. Everybody say, my God. Let's skip up to verse 16. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not even know it. God is in this place, and I didn't even know it. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. Then Jacob arose early the next morning and took the stone that he had put his head on and set it up as a pillar and poured his oil on top of it. He called it, he named that place Bethel. But the name of that city had been Luz previously. And we can get into the, the difference between the names, but the point is, Jacob woke up and he named this place Bethel, the house of God. He named it. Regardless of what this place was before, he named it the house of God. And it wasn't because he had a great night of sleep or like, it wasn't because of any, he said, this is awesome because his eyes were open to this ladder. He found purpose in this place because God was here. Amen? And so I want to help us understand what this rock represents. Because sometimes we can read stories like this and we're just like, cool, but, you know, what does all of this really mean? 
we've got to understand that, again, Jacob was in a place where everything was falling around him. His brother's trying to kill him. His dad needs to get rid of him. His mother's trying to protect him. Like, all of this is going on. And he's in this place that he doesn't know. It's getting dark. And all he had was this stone to put his head under. I don't know about you, but I would have picked literally anything else to lay on. Like, 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 like give me some socks to ball up or something. Like, a stone? But this is all he had. And as Christians, a lot of times, we can find ourselves in a place where it seems like all I have is this mistake that I made 10 years ago. You know, I know we're talking about helping and serving, and yeah, I want to help out in the children's ministry, but I messed up with my own children. How can I help others? Yeah, I want to I be able to serve. You know, I know we're talking about serving, but how can I love others when my mar- marriage is falling apart? My finances aren't where they're supposed to be. All you saw was the stone. Like, I want things to be better, but all I have is the stone. So we sat down. He laid his head on all he had. This is it. And how many of us Christians do the same thing? We decide we're not going to move. We're not going to do anything because right now, All I've got is this stone. i got to take care of this stone before I can do anything. I want to help others, but this is all i got right now. All I've got is this stone. So he laid down, and he closed his eyes. And the moment he closed his eyes, God opened his eyes so that he could see this ladder, this staircase to heaven. We're talking about the year of the open door. God opened a door and flung it wide towards him and said, look, I need you to understand. As long as you see this ladder, I'm here. And as long as you see these angels going back and forth, there are things to be done here. I'm not finished with this place yet. I know you're trying to get over there and you're looking for the extravagant, but there are things to be done here. This ladder represents God moving. God moving. So when I align my eyes, when I put my eyes on God and say, okay, God's moving in this place. I understand that I don't have to be in this sanctuary in order to experience God. I understand that as long as I see this ladder, God can be moving in the parking lot as I'm doing this and this. I understand that wherever I go, as long as I see that ladder, God is here and God is moving. I don't have to go anywhere. Where else? Amen. So Jacob got up and he looked at his stone because of the fact of the matter, the stone didn't change. It's still a stone. His brother's still trying to kill him. Everything is still going wrong. My bank account's still in the negative. I'm still struggling. I'm still hurting. I still have this, this, this pain. But this time, Jacob said, you know what? I'm anointing this rock. I'm anointing this. I'm taking out my anointing oil. I'm anointing this, and I'm calling this a gateway to heaven. I'm calling this my testimony. I'm calling this a blessing. I don't care what it looks like. Because I'm pouring out my oil. The the next point that I want to give you is discovery 
if we're trying to discover our purpose, discovery takes place when you, say you. you. Discovery takes place when you anoint the rock, your rock. It wasn't God that came down and said, this is a, a gateway to heaven. No, Jacob said it. It's got to be us. Jacob was the one that anointed this rock. And so again, if I can get my mindset away from what this rock looks like and the anointing that God has given me and pour it over my situations, pour it over my marriage, pour it over my children, if I can pour it out, then I can begin to say, I don't care what it looks like. If I say it's a blessing, it's a blessing. I don't care what it looks like. If I say this is my testimony, this is my testimony. I know I just lost my job, but this is a gateway. This is a gateway to heaven. I know there are people that I can't stand that I work with, but if I call them a gateway to heaven, then they're going to be a gateway to heaven. Not because of anything else, but because I called them that, because I anointed it. Amen? For those of you guys that have been around for a while, you've heard this story. But when Pastor got word, Pastor Whitfield got word to buy this land that we're all sitting and standing on, the builder came out to check the ground. And what happened? It wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt. They couldn't build on this land. They couldn't build on this land. All they had was a rock. They had rocks, literally and spiritually. And what they do? They said, look, I don't care what this rock looks like. I don't care that people are saying that we can't build on this land. I understand that as long as I'm here, there is purpose in this place. And since God has led me here, I'm going to anoint this rock. I'm going to stand around these seven rocks. I'm going to decree and declare until something changes. And so now every time we walk into the sanctuary, every time we sit in here, it's a miracle because we should not be. The enemy tried to stop us from being here. What is the enemy trying to stop us from tapping into because of excuses? Pastor Dallas, I don't, I don't, know, how to, I don't know how to do anything with that. I don't know how to talk to people about Jesus. If you take your anointing oil and pour it over that excuse... You could be the answer that that person needs, that breakthrough that they've been praying for, that breakthrough they've been looking for. I don't really know how to, how to pray, lay hands and pray over the sick. If you take out that anointing oil and said, look, I don't care about these rocks. I don't care about these excuses. If I'm calling this a gateway to heaven, this is a gateway to heaven. Amen. Discovery takes place when you anoint your rock. Amen? The next point I want to give you is your place is found when you look to the ladder. When you look to the ladder. When you look to the ladder. Again, we see Jacob laying here on this rock. And then he began to get this vision of angels going up and down this ladder. And it opened his eyes to see that this place right here, this is the place of purpose. Why? Because God is here. So as long as I can keep my eyes on the ladder, as long as I can keep my eyes on him, then I know there's purpose in this place. 
regardless of if I'm working a nine to five, regardless of if I'm in a drive-thru, regardless of if I'm at school, I understand that God is here. And as long as God is here, God is moving. God is working. So Father God, regardless of my rocks, I'm keeping my eyes on the ladder and I'm asking you to use me. I don't have to go anywhere else. My place is here. I remember thinking as a kid, hearing these stories and uh, thinking, man, it would be great if, you know, God would move and open my eyes so that I could see things like that nowadays. But as I got older, I realized for Jacob, it would be another year before he got a word from God. But we have the opportunity to hear from God. Every time we crack open this book, we get a word directly from God. So what we've got to understand is I don't need to see a physical ladder. I don't need to see a ladder because I can see a ladder. Y'all catch that? I don't need to see a ladder because I can see a ladder. I know that God is in this place because I know that he'll never leave leave me nor forsake me. As long as I'm here, baby, this is holy ground. This is holy ground. So again, as we're talking about discovering, uh, finding our place and all of those things, if we can take a step back and understand that my place is here. And again, I'm not just talking about, I'm not just talking about here at Agape Faith Church, though you should be serving here at Agape Faith Church. But I want you to understand that wherever you go, When you go to the restaurant today, God has you there for a reason. As long as you're there, God is there. We're the ones that determine purpose in a place. So I've decided in my heart that wherever I go, there's going to be purpose here. There are things to be done. God wants to move in this place. Amen? Amen? Do not allow the rock of busyness to stop you from seeing the ladder. Because again, when we can see the ladder, what we'll start to see is children in our children's ministry being filled with the Spirit and laying hands on the sick. When we can see the ladder, we won't see... We won't see incomplacency. We we won't see the things that we're incapable of doing. We'll start to see ourselves being used to help broadcast the gospel all over the nation. You've got to be able to see it. Can you see it? Here, I want to give you one more scripture. We're going to get ready to get out of here. John chapter 1, verse 49. Jesus is recruiting and talking to his disciples. Then Nathanael exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. Jesus asked him, do you believe this just because I I told you that I had seen you under the fig tree? You you will see greater things than this. Then verse 51, this is the part I want you to see. Then Jesus said, I tell you the truth, you will all see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway or ladder between heaven and earth. Jesus is that ladder. Jesus is the ladder. He is the only way to our Father. He's the only way to God. So when we can keep our eyes on Jesus, we don't have to worry about anything else. Don't worry about the stones in your life. Understand that the stones are there. They don't just magically go away. But I changed my view 
I'm in the right place, but now I'm looking at the right thing. We got to take our eyes off the stone, anoint it, and then keep our eyes on the ladder. Amen. Amen. So I know you guys have those cards, and, and we're going to talk about those in a second because it's, it's good to come in here and have good conversations about, you know, finding our place and all of these things. But if we just come up here and we talk about it and we say amen and never really do anything about it, what's the point? We're just wasting time. So this conversation that we're having is more than just a Hoorah, yay, let's do it. The next step's in your hands. Right? That's where it starts to get quiet. And they're like, ooh, we're getting serious now. We decided it at the beginning. If I'm saved, I should be serving. I'm letting you know that you, we confess every week that every member is a minister. That's you. It doesn't mean that you have to strap on the suit and preach on the side of the road every day. But what it means is that while I'm at work with my coworkers, I'm a minister here. Why? Because God is here and I see the ladder. In my family, in my marriage, I'm a minister here. So we don't need to look anywhere else. Your place is here. Amen. Amen. You guys go ahead and pull out your cards. So on the back of this card, you'll see all the opportunities where you can serve here at Agape Faith Church, here at the Dream Center. We've got opportunities within IPCA because, again, because, again, if you, um, if you get so caught up on trying to follow your passion, if you get so caught up in following your passion, you'll miss what God is trying to do. So rather than following your passion, follow God. Take your giftings, take your passions with you, but follow God. Thank you for joining the AFC Weekly Sermon Podcast today. If you've enjoyed the message, please be sure to subscribe. If you'd like to be a part of sharing the love of Christ all over the world, you have the opportunity to partner with us through giving. Just text 336-800-8492 or visit agapefaith.com forward slash give. For more information about AFC, visit agapefaith.com or email info at agapefaith.com. And if you receive salvation today, we have resources to help you on this new journey. Just text NEW LIFE to 336-800-8492. We pray you have a blessed day.